0: my first time at the rodeo Thank you for listening to another episode of Cosmic Beach. I'm Julia, and today I want to talk to you about something other than vaginas. So, I'm sure that will get you really excited. Today I want to talk about Stanley Kubrick and the Brotherhood of Saturn. I am a huge fan of the movies. I even have a tattoo of uh, the room key, room 237 from The Shining. Me and my mom were huge horror movie fans. So you could say that I'm obsessed The subject is still really interesting, even if you're not a horror movie fan. Stanley Kubrick is an enigma. There is not a lot known about him. I'm not really the authority on the matter. Probably Jay Widener. He um, had a couple of documentaries called Kubrick's Odyssey. That are super interesting if you want to check those out. But Kubrick was an extremely intelligent, talented, and very intellectual filmmaker. He liked to tell the stories how he wanted them told and not so much how Hollywood wanted them told. And the most fascinating part is the content. ...in the movies, and what is hidden inside. Even the military, after they saw the technical feat that he accomplished in Dr. Strangelove... ...of creating the B-52 bombers, they saw how amazing he was, and I believe ultimately hired Kubrick to fake the Apollo moon landing... If you're unfamiliar with that, again, check out Kubrick's Odyssey. It will change your whole life. But let's pretend that you know what I'm talking about and continue. If we look at The Shining, which is not really about a Stephen King novel at this point, it is about Kubrick's life while faking the moon landings and what he put his wife through and his family through and himself through. And I believe all of his movies are himself. He's trying to show us an obstructed view of his life. So, he was approached for the job, and by the job I mean faking the moon landing tapes, at a pretty young age, 33 to be specific, isn't that ironic? And I'm sure at the time... It seemed very attractive and sexy and mysterious to him to be a part of something like that. Like he was going to get to be a part of this secret club. But in the end, it ended up being the old hag laughing at him like the bathtub scene in The Shining. Which again was not in the Stephen King novel. Stanley, of course, added this in. But there's also other little tidbits that I find interesting. Um like the twins, it was it was never twins in the book. The little girls come play with us, Danny. The twins are referencing Gemini and the sweater that Danny is wearing with the rocket that says USA. Just something to think about. Looking at the moon landing tapes, as Jay Widener had pointed out in uh, Kubrick's Odyssey, it is clearly a front screen projection being used. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, Stanley Kubrick is responsible for giving us the moon landing. And in 1999, Jay Widener spoke with someone who claimed to be Kubrick's assistant. I might mention Jay Widener a few times, but I'm a fan, what can I say? So this assistant believes that Kubrick was murdered over what was in the original cut of Eyes Wide Shut. The assistant stated that He was with Stanley when he showed the film to the Warner Brothers executives, and apparently Stanley uh, paced the lobby and smoked about 15 cigarettes while waiting during the two and a half hour showing. And he obviously was extremely worried. And when the executives came out, they were completely disappointed in the film and told Stanley the film would need to be heavily edited. And Stanley refused. And then he went home and died. So, on March 7th, 1999... Stanley Kubrick dies in Hertfordshire, England at the age of 70 of a heart attack. And I know what you're gonna say. It was a heart attack. Nothing suspicious. He smoked a whole pack of cigarettes. Well, I beg to differ. It was a myocardial infarction, which is a funny word, but they are relatively simple to provoke with the use of poison. Almost as simple as drowning somebody in a bathtub, but we won't get into that. Even though Eyes Wide Shut is severely edited, and Eyes Wide Shut has severe continuity errors, such as things being cut out in between shots, which Kubrick would never have let happen. He was very meticulous. Uh, But there is enough content in it to give us the hint that Stanley is showing us Operation Monarch. Which is a CIA project that used very attractive women, like the women in the orgy scene in Eyes Wide Shut, to infiltrate various organizations. And... One of the main characters, apart from Tom Cruise, is a man named Ziegler. And Ziegler was the host of The Christmas Party at the beginning of the movie. And Ziegler is actually Yiddish for bricklayer. And I believe this is Stanley's way of showing us who is at the top of the pyramid on this whole thing. The orgy scene in Eyes Wide Shut was filmed at none other than Nathan Rothschild's mansion out of London. When I heard that, I got chills up my spine because it's like looking into what these elites, like the houses they live in and like, I don't know. It looked like the room where they were having the ritual ceremony where the girls were like kissing each other with the mask on. It, it looks like that room was built to facilitate that kind of a a gathering I i don't know but yeah it was nathan rothschild's mansion sicko i have a feeling kubrick was trying to lay it all out on the line before he died Because Eyes Wide Shut confirms that Stanley did have an occult connection in his life. And it would appear that he did go to these parties. And rub shoulders with the elites of the world. But then if you infer from the films. Like I said previously he's showing you himself through the the various characters so just like Jack Nicholson in The Shining he will only ever be the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel or as Tom Cruise was only the the house doctor to the elites only appears he has been initiated into the group but in reality he realizes he will never really be accepted into the inner circle he's always just on the outside as a servant to the elites If you remember in Eyes Wide Shut when Tom Cruise attempts to go back to the mansion the next day, they give him a note outside the gate telling him to back off, basically, and forget what he saw. And they tail him around town, making sure he stays in his place. The whole time I was watching eyes wide shut when tom cruise was at the house party and he's walking around with the naked bitch and you know he's so enamored by everything like ooh, look at this i thought after he was exposed and you know the red pope guy was like what's the password for the house and he was like fidelio and he was like, no, I'm sorry. I thought when they realized who it was and he's a doctor. I mean, how many doctors do you know in your personal life? I thought they would accept him into the circle. I'm digressing, but it, it kind of shows you that it doesn't even matter how much money you make you have to have a certain amount of malice in your heart and you have I mean extreme wealth and the ability to keep secrets and just this filthy world they live in but so Stanley walled himself off in his home in London and would notoriously chase people off with shotguns uh, not because he didn't like people but because he was so paranoid over what he had seen and what he had done faking the moon landing and what he knew pedophilia i think he was he he was just trying to protect people and he just didn't want people around him I can see where in some of his films, he's trying to convey this reoccurring theme of someone dying because of something they knew, maybe about him, in The Shining and Eyes Wide Shut, uh, like the girl at the orgy party, or Halloran at the Overlook Hotel, He is showing us that somebody knew something about Kubrick and they ended up paying their life for it. He most likely told somebody something and maybe they let the cat out of the bag and they died and it haunted him. Which is why he was such a recluse. Stanley was also obsessed with time. And like being in the present, the past, and the future all at once. And you can see it in some of his films. Like uh, what time period was Clockwork Orange in? It feels like a weird, like it could be now, it could be in the future, it could be in the past, I don't know. But then, Dr. Strangelove is like his view on the military-industrial complex, and 2001 is his alchemical view, and again, clockwork orange is all about mind control which i feel like that's why you can't really put it in a time period because there is no time it's all of the mind and i always tell my husband i'm going to clockwork orange his ass and hold his eyes open and make him watch conspiracy theory videos we'll see Ironically, though, the astronauts, well, not too ironic, the astronauts from the Apollo mission seem to have been clockwork-oranged in real life. Uh, because they can't remember anything from being on the moon. Let's Let's be real. I would think if you did something like that significant in your life, you would keep those memories forever. And talk about it until your deathbed. And yet none of them seem to to remember anything or even want to talk about it. So one of them, can't remember which one, went to a reverse hypnotist person and was really worried and concerned because he was like, hey, I can't remember being on the moon. And they tried to you know, regress his mind and, and recover the memories, but they couldn't, because they don't exist, dun-dun-dun, they get extremely ill, and, like, vomit, and get all sweaty and aggravated. And they can't even answer the question when somebody asks them, like, hey, what was it like being on the moon? Uh, Which is why Neil Armstrong won't even do interviews. But this is, like, classic mind control programming, this type of reaction. Kubrick was telling us about mind control before mind control was even a thing. I mean, even before Britney Spears. Let's be real. Did you see her when she was talking about the Pepsi? I saw it on Facebook, and she was like, oh, "I love Pepsi. Pepsi's the best." They were like, "Oh, what kind of Pepsi do you like?" She was like, "Pepsi's Pepsi. I just love Pepsi. I drink Pepsi all day long." And they're like, "Oh, do you like? I meant like diet or like, or like cherry Pepsi." And she's like, "Pepsi." I don't know. She didn't even blink. It was really weird. Love those butterfly clips, though. The Shining was about the Apollo mission but it was also about pedophilia which is a recurring theme in his films it's like always lying right under the surface Stanley I mean this is this is just me but I think Stanley was planning on releasing uh like a one two punch With Eyes Wide Shut and a movie called AI. Which was going to expose and bust it wide open about the pedophilia cults. And also solidify his stature. uh, And reveal all the secrets of the occult society. And Spielberg actually ended up with the script for AI And like a good little cultist, he took it and rewrote it. And there's really nothing in it that Kubrick actually wrote. And Spielberg ended up producing a completely pathetic film. I don't recommend it. So Eyes Wide Shut was also never completed either. When you watch it. It feels like there are missing parts. It's choppy and it doesn't make a ton of sense. It feels like someone took a meat cleaver and chopped out the most important parts and left a bunch of either boring monologue or the mistakes. What's what's with the prostitute, by the way? Precious or whatever her name was what was her name that's something weird but yeah like how did that i know they were trying to show like oh if he would have had sex with her he would have gotten aids but he didn't and so, I i don't know it doesn't really what was it diamond i don't know uh if you remember hit me up on instagram I could just Google it, but... Do you, but do you know what I mean? Like, well, how did that fit in with the orgy party and the sex rituals? Whatever. So, for example, I think Nicole Kidman was at the orgy party. I think she was one of the naked women with a mask on during the initiation. Because she met the Red Pope in the beginning scene at the Christmas party. Remember when he keeps inviting her upstairs to look at the art gallery and she declines? She's like, oh no, I'm married, thanks though. I think in the original cut, she accepted and went upstairs with him. And he he told her about the ritual Uh, you know kind of gave her the lowdown and it's funny because the conversation they were having was like why are you married she's like why wouldn't I be married but she almost kind of says it like yeah you're right like I'm so hot and I'm way taller than Tom Cruise Uh, anyway the models were doing the same thing to Tom Cruise though they were kind of pulling him by the arm and telling him it doesn't matter how tall you are we still want to bang and they're walking through the lobby and he's like where are we going and they say on the other side of the rainbow or something like that but then and I feel like they would have accomplished whatever it was that they were trying to do but then um Ziegler's hoe was like overdosed or something and called for him so he had to drop what he was doing in uh save her life so there were also these eerie weird dream sequences that were cut out of the film that were like monarch mind control programming and i think it was probably when nicole kidman is dreaming and creepily laughing in her sleep but We will never know. Someone claims to have watched the film in France and they had been left in the film and then they were suddenly taken out. So, Kubrick had an ironclad contract with Warner Brothers that stated no one but Stanley could touch or edit his films. And the only film that was not edited by Kubrick himself was Eyes Wide Shut. After his death. Which is why it feels so choppy and nonsensical at times. But at the end of the day, the movie is of course about a cult of people who run the world... And what unites these people is an overarching obsession with children and sex. Kubrick knew what was going on. That's not a question. Which is why he wanted to tell us and put these secrets in his films. I think he knew they wouldn't be discovered until after his death, and it would be too late at that point because he would be gone, the films would already be out, and you can't put the genie back in the bottle. He was laying it all out on the line, and we didn't even see what was really an eyes wide shut although what we can see is disturbing enough um it makes you feel sick watching it i i watched it for the first time like a year ago or so maybe less because I was like, it doesn't look interesting, and there's about ten minutes in the whole movie that is interesting, and then tidbits here and there that are like, "What? Wait, what?" Hmm? Um. But this this is an energy sucking occult demonic ritualistic circle who is obsessed with pedophilia and seek to destroy innocence. They are not turned on by children. Maybe they are, but most likely they are not turned on by children. What they're turned on by is the idea that they can take a child's innocence away and destroy them. Masochistic. That's a demonic archon kind of thing. This is what they were doing in Eyes Wide Shut. The human furniture and... If the original cut of Eyes Wide Shut is anything like I think it to be, I can see why they killed him. He was not treading water anymore at that point. He was full-on swan diving into it and just busting it wide open for the world to see. So... I don't know how many of you actually went to the theater and saw Dr. Sleep, but I could not wait. I ran to the theater to see it because of my obsession with a Shining. It didn't disappoint, I'll tell you that much. My husband was adamant on not going with me he wanted to go see another movie and let me go see dr sleep and he was like just tell me how it is and i said that's not how it's gonna work playa you better go in there with me and start getting used to this because i love scary movies and i you know i do stuff with him that i don't particularly enjoy doing but we're a team and there were a few scenes in Dr. Sleep where I looked over at him and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Child sacrifice. The The scene with the baseball boy was gut-wrenching. I mean, we can talk about Dr. Sleep in another episode, though. It's totally worth it. Wish Kubrick was around to do it. The song in The Shining gets me every time that dun 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 It's like the perfect Halloween soundtrack. So, in the next episode, we'll get into The Brotherhood of Saturn because it does play a huge part in Kubrick's story and in 2001 A Space Odyssey. And we will kind of, I want to talk a lot about the, you know, death cult, but we shall see. Thanks for listening. Tell, Tell me what you think of this episode. Thanks, guys.